BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Morning Toast. Happy New Year, everyone. First episode, season four of The Morning Toast. Hope you're ready for it. Hope you're ready for it. Happy 2021. The most shocking thing of all time is that this is season four of the toast. Yes, I was making a little graphic for our Instagram last night, and I'm like, season three. And then it kind of sounded familiar, like I've already said season three, so I had to double check with you. And much to my surprise, sh- surprise, it was season four. Because it's not like a bad thing. No. It's so exciting. I mean, four seasons of the toast. I mean, we're really aging ourselves. And despite all the popular demand, we are back with another season, bigger and better than ever. Yes, I'm so excited for the new year, even though... The New Year starting like on a Thursday and then waiting to Monday to like officially start the New Year because obviously you're not gonna start mentally again no, on a not. Friday. No. It's it's interesting. It's interesting. It's weird. I definitely feel like we're in this like limbo type period and I think collectively like the world has never had a Monday like so Monday, you know, because <laughs> it's like everyone's no, back from vacation the now. The first Monday of the year is really the Mondayest Monday of all time. But the fact that the new year really started on a Friday and so we got like four extra days like it, it's just so Monday. Yeah. No, it's so Monday. But we're all in this together. And the toast is back to help you get through it all. We had a wonderful, much needed, so appreciated break. So much inner peace. So much, so little anxiety. It was really great. Great, you know, experience to have under our belts as we head into the new year. Right. I think it's a great tone to set. Agreed. You know. Bringing it, ushering in more inner peace. And you know, actually over the course of our vacation and kind of like the world's vacation, so much really did happen that Jackie and I actually had to stop and record an episode for our Patreon just to kind of, you know, talk about the Bachelorette finale, the Potomac finale. Ilaria. uh, Sorry, Hillary. Um, (laughs) So much that needed to be discussed. And we didn't want to wait till the new year because some of it's old news. A lot of news about Ariana Grande and John Mulaney. So if you are looking for all of that, we've already covered it all, even though I will probably be talking about Hillary Hayward Thomas um, (laughs) till the end of time because it's like the craziest thing ever. But if you're really looking for our recap on all that stuff, head over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash morningtoast because our fifth episode of the month was just like an update in pop culture. Right, and that has all the stories that you might have been hoping to hear today because today's stories are all in New Year new stories. In and the all- words of our Yiddish ancestors, kumza fresh. Kumza fresh. Fresh slate. Fresh cakes. Fresh cakes. <laughs> um, all of our stories have happened in 2020 and 20, I'm sorry, 2021. And it's already been a bustling year. Like all of the stories are our top stories. Wow. And they're all occurring in 2021 is what you're saying? Yes. 2021 is a mouthful. Oh my God. I cannot say it. I guess we're supposed to say 21. Oh. Like apostrophe 2-1. That works for me. I'm just not going to talk about it. 
Yeah. Because you know what? We were saying, like, before the new year, when we had so much hope, we were like, I just know, or at least I was putting, like, all my eggs in one basket. Like, when I wake up on January 1st, like, new world, who dis? And now as someone who's living in 21, I can let you know, it's same world, same me, same garbage. Yeah. But you know what? It's kind of familiar, and I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I'm someone who really does, like, change, um, I'm really liking how 21 feels just like 2020. Great. You know? Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. No, it's so good. It's going. It's only going to get better. And yeah. I do think it's because like of this weird in between days that we've had. And so like Monday, January, what's the date? Fourth. Fourth. This is really the start of the new year. Yes. Like, I feel like I'm getting so many emails today. You Me know? too. That's, oh my God. That's when you know it's like a real productive day. How yeah. many emails you get from like companies and you know. Everyone's back on Marketing managers who are like, let's send out our New Year promo. No one's OOO anymore. No one is OOO. And you know what? You know what? I really feel like things are going to turn around for for the world. When? January 26, 2021. I completely agree. You you do, right? (laughs) I actually think that my book, obviously, everyone knows Girl with No Job, The Crazy Beautiful Life of an Instagram Thirst Monster. And if you've already been getting annoyed with my promo, like, I just suggest you maybe sit this month out because, like, (laughs) I'm going to be so fucking annoying. I already got, I just, um, like, maybe a week ago, got the first official copies of my book. So if you've been watching our podcast, you're like, Claudia, what are you talking about? You have a copy of your book right next to you. No, I... Went through the various books we have in our studio, which are all former Redheads book uh, books, and just found one that my cover fit on. Now I have my actual book, and there is a insert in the middle with like 20 pictures that I wanted to include in the paper copy. Um, Jackie's holding it right Wait, now. I'm, I literally forgot about this. I'm going to the pictures I haven't so seen So that's why yet. I was really excited to get the physical Aww. copy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh uh, my God, there I, I am. This is an unseen pic. No, I know. I wanted all of to, these are unseen. I referenced so many moments in the book that I wanted you to have visual aids for. So there's 20 pictures in the middle of the book. Oh my God, moving day at NYU. How funny is that? I'm shook. No, I went to the depths of my Facebook. My friend Jason, who I was talking about like a month ago because I had dinner with him, I told you he has pictures on his phone from 2012. Yeah. Like he really helped me curate these photos. So I got the physical copies, which I'm so excited about. And... In, uh, in exchange, I'm offering a barter to all the people who have been pestered by my constant promotion. I know that I'm really annoying, but like I'm a first time author and like I'm just not going to stop. Um, but I did want to do something nice because like the toasters have really been so nice about the book, like so supportive, getting excited, ordering on their Kindles, pre-ordering. And I wanted to do a, um, a little giveaway. So for everyone who ordered the book, all you have to do is forward your proof of purchase to book at girlwithnojob.com. Um, and I'm going to pick five people to give like huge merch bundle, like a big basket of merch too. So all you have to do is uh, forward your proof of purchase or your receipt to book at girlwithnojob.com and I'm going to choose five people to um, give big ass merch baskets to. You're staring at the pictures in my book. What are you looking at? Um, I'm looking at everything. First of all, I just want to say you posted that you put in the before and after. Uh, Jackie, please don't spoil it. I'm yes, sorry. Yes, I did. Like, I did. That is a reason to buy the book. I'm so brave. Do you agree? No, because you look great before and no, after. No, I don't look great before. But this is a ringing endorsement. 100%. Of what your before and after ring. I won't of, tell you guys. Yeah. I'll leave that but there's a before and after in here that is shocking it's interesting yeah so many fabulous photos I was just looking um at the photo of the beacon just looking for myself obviously (laughs) (laughs) so yes growthnojob.com slash book is where you can pre-order all versions kindle audiobook and hardcover and I promise that's enough for the book promo today but speaking of books there's something that we need to talk about you guys might have noticed that Claudia is officially but not officially because I don't want to confuse people because it's really confusing that we call the hosts of the podcast the redheads and the listeners the redheads very confusing but Claudia is officially a redhead as in not host as in a listener as in a reader yes I Jackie really got me into the Kindle I bought I always say like I I 
really always read on vacation. Um, I just can't get behind like reading in my bed. It just seems so weird. Like, why am I not watching TV? You know? Yeah. And we were on vacation and I brought a big book that you recommended The Luckiest Girl Alive. It's like 400 pages. And I'm like, I'm going to read this the whole trip. And within the first two days, I was done with it. And I'm like, damn, I wish I had another book. And that's the magic of the Kindle. Jackie was very generous and offered me her second Kindle to where I read another seven books. Wow. Yeah. And you put out your official ranking. The literary world was quaking. like Quaking in their boots. I could feel reverberations no, you, through the literary you world. You could feel the library shook it. There were aftershocks, too. <laughs> it was great. No, it was quaking. Quaking. It was an earth motherfucking quake. But you read some really great books. I did. I read just... some fucking terrible books, too. And what's so interesting, and I feel like this is how you can see, like, we're evolving new year, new us. Like, we did not watch any TV on break aside from Potomac reunions. And, and so Bachelorette. all of the content recaps we have today are book recaps. No, I know. We're, like, such nerds. Such nerds. We're yeah. so nerdy. Well, you know what? Like, TV is obviously my happy place, but it's also where a lot of my work stems from. It's your homework. So sometimes I do find TV to be, like, a little bit anxiety-inducing, and... Now, I, I haven't watched a lick of TV in the last three weeks, and it's been such a joy. Obviously, today I'm going to watch Bridgerton, and this week, all of our recaps, we're going to catch up every day. So I'm not, we're both behind on like OC and Salt Lake City, but each day when we recap the new episode of whatever's on the night before, we'll be caught of, up on everything else. Of whatever sauce, yeah. And Dallas Housewives is Dal- now on. Matt, Matchler. Matchler is I'm tonight. Very excited for that. Yes, and tomorrow I'm going to be recapping Matchler, The Bachelor, with Ben, who's going to be co-hosting with me tomorrow and Wednesday. Yes, I will be out of the show for a personal matter Tuesday and Wednesday, which is sad. But Ben will be here, and I feel like we haven't had a B on the T mm-hmm. in over a year. I know, and I'm going to make him watch a Bachelorette with me tonight. Oh my god, that's going to be so fun because it's you guys. So, he, it's like fresh. He can just jump yeah, in, and nobody knows Matt, right. so like he knows just as much as you do. And maybe it'll be nice for once to have like a straight male perspective on the Bachelor. Yes, definitely. That's going to be really fun. B on the T, but I'm bum. B on the T. Ooh. So we have an amazing episode for you guys. Yeah, I think we could jump right in. I Do mean, you? I don't know. It feels so rushed. Even no, though I we've know. just been circling the drain. Well, we were still, we were in the middle of talking about books before yes. I cut you off. Um, <laughs> so my official ranking did kind of change things in the literary space 100%. Um, and I did recap a lot of the books that I read on the Patreon episode, but since then I've read two books that were both absolutely atrocious. And I just think I want to warn people so they don't waste their time because in both books, like towards the end, does this happen to you where you get angry like at the end of a book for wasting your goddamn time? <laughs> like I was literally fucking furious at the end of The Unfortunate Importance of Beauty. I get that way sometimes in the middle. I forget which book. Let me just look at my Goodreads. I was reading something and it really started to lag in the middle and I was like getting annoyed. Yeah. And I never do the thing where you like just skim through and like only read. No, I definitely do that. Only read like quotes. You no, know? I don't only read quotes. I just definitely speed read. Like not everything registers. And then like I'll see where something important. Oh. I read this book, Una Out of Order, which was cute. But there was like one chapter. If you read the book. If you, or if you read the book, basically the premise is this, she doesn't age chronologically, like every New Year's is her birthday and she skips to a different age, like skips forward, oh, skips back. And there was one age that like, I just, I couldn't, couldn't deal with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I finished The Unfortunate Importance of Beauty, which is impossible to say. And I have to say, it was one of the worst books I've literally I'm, ever read. And I'm Jackie so told hurt. me it was her favorite book that she read one last year. One of my favorite books that I read this year. Dana had recommended it and I loved it. I thought it was so cute and you love nothing to see here. So I was like, oh, she can live with a little magical realism. No, the magical realism was so stupid. 
stupid and like so not believable. I could only suspend disbelief for so long. I loved nothing to see here. And at the beginning of The Unfortunate Importance of Beyonce, I actually really, really liked it. And I like the premise, spoiler alert, of her like, you know, living in this disguise. And it's sort of so interesting, like just an interesting topic about like mainstream beauty standards. But then with Lily and the piano, I was like, this book is so stupid. Got it. Well, and the mask. Oh, my God. So stupid. OK, I'm sorry. But no offense to you. I'm glad you became such a redhead. Yes, I know. So I'm curious, like I've, like I said, like I've always read on vacation, but I don't know if it's going to stick. stick. I, I just, I just read my... way, way more than I ever have. I read eight books in two That's weeks. That's the power of the Kindle. Power of the Kindle, 100%. You just want to read fast. Right. And so I gave you my Kindle. We're going to see if it sticks. If not, I'll give it back. Sweet. Works for me. But I'll definitely be reading Girl With No Job, The Crazy Beautiful Life and Instagram Thirst Monster on January 26th. Well, I'll be reading it a little before that because we are going to be recording a very special Redheads episode with the author. So everyone, make sure you pre-order it so that you can read it within the first week and get your questions in for the author. 100%, you guys. This is like never before seen Gwunch like you've never seen her. Gwunch like you've never seen her. And the redheads like you've never seen them because we've never had an author on the podcast. I'm going to wear a turtleneck and my glasses. Okay, but it's podcast only. So, oh, right. But we do take a photo at the end. Definitely be wearing my turtleneck. Speaking turtleneck of then. redheads, new episode drops on Thursday. We're wow. going to be recapping Layla, which mm. Snitch and I read together. We just finished. You guys, it's really good. It's unlike anything we've read before. And it's our first uh, foray into Colleen Hoover on the redheads. And I just, I don't want to spoil anything, but the other two redheads who are much more literary are really liking it too. Oh, so good. I think it's going to be a really great episode. And by the way, if you're struggling to get through the book, I saw some comments that people were. It lags in the middle, but picks up at the end. So power through, you guys. Okay. Even if you have to only read the quotes, which is what some people do, apparently. Counselor told us that Quotations. she did that. Counselor like, told us. Only when people are speaking. I'm not going to lie. I really feel that, though. Like, 100%. No, now that you've said it, like, that's going to be my, like, <laughs> my backup. If I'm ever struggling to get through a book, maybe I'll pick up anxious people again and only read the quotes. Yeah, no, 100%. Oh, and other book, another book that I started that I actually really liked in the beginning, and then it was like, okay, we get it, like you take a lot of pills, was this book called How to Murder Your Life mm-hmm. by Kat Marnell. Uh, Dana recommended it to me, and she was like, honestly, it was like so quirky and different, and I was like living for it at first, and then it was just like so repetitive, like literally uh, over 200 pages where it's like partying. I was like, okay, we get it, you partied. What happened after that? Yeah. Because obviously something happens. Right, but you didn't finish it. I didn't finish it, but she had like a crazy interesting childhood, and childhoods are usually my least favorite part of people's books, but it was my, she, like she just had this crazy life in the Northeast. Like it was so good good and then it just really did not turn for you no got it well you downloaded it to my kindle so i might read it oh yeah sorry i did waste your money it's okay now i love using someone else's kindle i like having some books on my kindle that i haven't read and that i don't intend to read just in case i get stuck on a desert island and like and now i have these books on my kindle or like a plane right right. (laughs) or that yeah um all right so i think i think we could jump in now i feel like well, I feel like I'm caught up. Those are that's what's on my mind. And now let's talk about others. For the first time in 2020, I'm going to say it, 100. <laughs> percent I'm sure if we rewind, this, I definitely said it. Already. We've already said it. But without further ado, it is time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And Jackie, it is the first episode. Uh oh. Oh no. Are you okay? Call an ambulance. <laughs> Call an ambulance. <laughs> But not for me, because I have something to say. It is January 4th, you guys, and you know that today's episode needs to be brought to you by Noom. New year, new me, new resolutions. Think about everything you've ever learned about getting healthy. There's a lot of contradictory information out there, and things like that old-fashioned food pyramid 
aren't much help. It's not about what you just ate, but how you eat in general. Noom teaches you about your eatings, your cravings, and how to build new habits so you can ditch your misconceptions and get smart about food and the choices you make. Noom is based in psychology. They teach you why you make the choices you do, and they give you the tools to replace your habits with healthier ones. Their cognitive behavioral approach means you're not just losing weight, you're building the habits that you need to keep it off. So you can have tons of specific goals or things you want to improve on in Noom. If you want to eat better, you want to feel better, you want to have more energy, you want to fit better into your clothes, uh, you can just want to feel more confident in general or physically more uh, confident. And Noom is here to help because everyone is busy and they just want you to take 10 minutes a day. I don't think that's a lot. Over 80% of people who sign up for Noom finish the program and over 60% of them have stuck with their goals for at least one year. Because sometimes, and I'm the queen of this, like losing weight and then it's just like, poof, never happened. Um, <laughs> There's a science to getting healthier. It's called Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com slash toast. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash toast. Honestly, it's like kind of cliche, like New Year, but really like if you're not going to do it now, like today, now is the time. Today's the day. Now is the time. New Year is a totally clean slate. And if you don't know where to start, Noom is the perfect place to start. I've recommended it to so many people. Yeah. I love it so much. And I just feel like if you, at any stage that you're at in a quote unquote weight loss journey or just a journey bettering to yourself. bettering yourself, Noom is the perfect friend for you. Yeah. Learn how to eat again with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com, N-O-O-M.com slash toast. Ready to learn how to live healthier? Sign up for Noom today at Noom.com slash toast. Okay. First story, it's two stories. Okay. Two big breakups already in oh. 2021. The first one, Kelly and Peter oh, have yeah. broken up and now she is sharing her thoughts on what happened. He broke the news on Instagram. He broke the news three days ago and it was really shocking. Yeah. Like I'm shocked. I'm still shocked and I want to talk about it. Because this, there were rumors that they were like even engaged. I know. And they were moving to get in together in New York and now they're broken up. So she said, quote, I know you, a lot of you have already heard the news, but I wanted to take some time to process it for myself before sharing. It saddens me to say this, but Peter and I have decided to go our separate ways. Peter and I had some unbelievable times together and they will definitely be missed. She said, unfortunately, him and I are in two different stages of our lives and saw our future paths differently. I wish Peter the absolute best and want to thank everyone for your continued support as I move on to my next chapter. So I think the interesting nugget here is they broke up because they're in two different stages of their lives and saw their future paths differently and so like who was in what stage zoom in on that Mm -hmm. like what what happened yeah I mean honestly like Kelly is an absolute motherfucking queen and like Peter did like disgrace her on national television so I'm sure that's like hard to get past but once you you do it's still about no 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 no, no. okay but all I'm saying is that like there yes I agree Kelly you're on two different planes like Peter's a child and you're a woman and you are just everything of the sort and unfortunately even though I tried to like see it for Kelly Peter is the definition of nothing of the sort and honestly I might even say he was one of the worst bachelors we've ever had in our entire lives and I never felt so frustrated watching television as I did when Peter what's his last name pilot was on my screen so I'm like, of course, Kelly's too good for this. Like, she's an absolute radiant queen. And Peter is just the sorry people. I'm sorry. Okay, I agree. And I would have said that, like, eight months ago. And I haven't but, even like, shipped them for one fucking second. I really shipped them. And, no. like, this, to me, considering everything that you just said, but they were making it work. And yeah. now that they're broken up, like, 
I guess it just goes back to everything you just said. Right, but, but it's like it's at like the what, end of the day. What were the last seven months about? Quarantine. And at the end of the day. Like, no, but like they were like golfing and with Barb. And Jackie, like, at the end of the day, like you can, you know, try and make it work. But a queen is a queen and a sorry person is a sorry person. I agree with that. And someone who's everything of the sort is EOTS and someone who's nothing of the sort is NOTS. And that's just the way of the world. And literally nothing, not even the pandemic can change that. I guess. So you're saying like at the end of the day, it was those initial things that broke them up. And she was just like. No, I'm not saying that's them. the reason. I'm just saying, like, as a viewer, I'm like, obviously, they, these two people didn't work out. One of them is a queen, and one of them is a sorry person. I know, but, like, this queen took this sorry person in. So what? She's Desperate gonna, times. Then, We're living in a she's pandemic. She's going to then hold being a sorry person against him? But she, you're not listening to me. I'm not saying that's why she broke up with him. I'm just saying everyone's, like, all shocked. I'm not. Queens don't hang out with sorry people. <laughs> but she did. Okay. So maybe he wasn't as sorry as you thought. Extenuating circumstances. We were living in a pandemic and you know what? You do crazy things when you think the world is going to end. Okay. And I understand Kelly. And this man is just not the man for you. I guess. It's like in no way is he the man for her at all. Like just this is the least shocking news I've ever heard. And I mean like what? You know what I'm more shocked by? That Kelly ever took him back after what he did to her on television. I know. That was like really so crazy. But like I said, desperate times call for desperate measures. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I truly stand Kelly, and, like, she made me like Peter, and she made yes. me even care about what happens to him, and yes. so I'm just going to go with her on this one, and, like, unfortunately, Peter and I are going our separate ways once again. And you know what? I was a little annoyed with Kelly for, like, making me, like, see Peter, because <laughs> I was so fucking done with him after a season, and, you know, the Bachelorette... she, like, legitimized him yes! once again. And the Bachelorettes, like, they turn over so fast, you really never get time to, like, decompress after each season, and I was so unbelievably, like furious at like ABC production and Peter specifically for wasting my goddamn time with his whole bullshit love story like Madison Hannah Ann Kelly like there was literally uh, Kelsey like four really top four who like were just like all winners at one point and it was just like such a sickening waste of my time and I was really ready to just like put him in like the bachelor graveyard like I'm never wanting to see him again and then Kelly up and does this and now yeah. here I am January 2021 I know still talking about Peter Pilot. No, it's like the first Monday of January last year, it was Peter Pilot's yes. big day. And the first Monday of this year. And it's like, we need to leave Peter the Pilot in, in 2020. 2020. And I think that's what Kelly was trying to do. And Peter Pilot picked a pack of pickled peppers. 100%. <laughs> 100%. Okay, so... I guess I've made sense of this a little bit more. You know, I'm overjoyed. Like, Kelly is a queen with, like, an amazing job. And I just think that, like... Peter's a boy. I Kelly's also a woman. think Kelly is the sort of person who, if the Bachelor producers ever need to like go into the archives and choose someone to be the yes. Bachelorette, like she should be at the top of their list. Yes, one hundred percent. Okay, and our next Splitsville news is that Zoe Kravitz and Carl Glussman have split after less than two years of marriage. Crazy, crazy, isn't crazy. that crazy? Remember I mean, when she got married and it was like the same weekend as Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas, and I think it was in this, that same town in France that oh, they all yeah. got married, right? And then yeah. it was like, which one was Jason Momoa going to go to? His which Game one? of Thrones cast member or his uh, stepdaughter? Obviously, stepdaughter, step. But I feel like he went to the Game of Thrones after party. A hundred percent, because that's where it was at. <laughs> but no, this is sad because now they're filing for divorce. Oh, I mean, like this is so Hollywood and so quarantine. So like sad for them, obviously, a love lost. But um, yeah, like again, I'm not going to. This isn't one of the ships that I was like building right. <laughs> that I like need to now go home, you know? Yeah, but now we have like two very eligible bachelorettes yes. on the market. And I think for future ships, that's exciting. Yeah. For I mean, my shipbuilding enterprise. Yes, no, for business. <laughs> it's good for business. But yes, I agree. It'll be really interesting to see who Zoe Kravitz dates because she's like the belle of the ball in Hollywood she's right now. She's the belle of the ball. And she's like gorgeous. Maybe honestly, like 
Jason Momoa could step in and like set her up with a former castmate from Game of Thrones. There's so many good looking guys. Richard Madden is so handsome. So handsome. Is he single even? I don't I, know. I feel like they're all sort of wiped up. Yeah, that's also like what I love about them. It's such like a, like they have such family values over at the Game <laughs> of Thrones cast, you know? I totally agree. <laughs> Okay, well, our next story is a little bit of happy couple news. Finally. I know. I just wanted to give you bad news, then the good news. Though I do think in general we should deliver the good news first. But Ladies of London alum Caroline Stanberry is engaged to her boyfriend, Sergio Corallo. This is crazy. This is crazy because it was a mere few months ago that we reported that she was divorced. Which was shocking. Shocking. Few months later, she was dating someone very exciting. Now she's engaged. Like this got so serious so fast. And Caroline Stanberry is an actual queen. No, literally like queenie. She's the queen of London, and now she's like the princess of Dubai. No, a hundred percent. And so whatever Caroline Stanberry wants, she gets clearly. And now she's engaged. Even though her life has changed so much since I first discovered the queen that she was, and honestly, like I know you're not supposed to like envy other people's lives, and like you really never know what's going on behind closed doors, but like. Just for like a month, I would love to be the Caroline Stanberry that was like, had that office that was like the gift guide company and was like the most fabulous woman in London and like in charge of this like fabulous group of people. I would like to be that girl for just like a week. No, I totally agree. Or this girl now because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fabulous no matter how you slice it. Yeah, but there was like a special level of fabulosity to that London life. I know. So this is just really exciting. What does the man do? I hope he has a lot of money. Caroline needs that. So we reported on this a while ago, and he's a former professional soccer player. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he's good. extremely good looking. And there's a lot of money in soccer. Hopefully he's a, good. Hopefully he was like, you know, first string. Ronaldo. He was first string for Illyria. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I heard he was really more of a Cornwall guy. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's just what I heard, though. Again, you can never trust these rumors. <laughs> no, I mean, the rumors are flying. No, the rumor mill is in overdrive. Overdrive, especially in 2021. But I just think this is some happy couple news. And again, just holding out hope that Ladies of London somehow makes it. But return. she lives in Dubai, so she needs to be in like a show of like Dams of Dubai. Oh, that actually sounds good. It does. And I also think that if she ever did move back to London, like Ladies of London would pick up again. I think they're just like waiting for her. I also think Dubai makes a really interesting setting for a reality show, just like separately. There's separately. so much wealth there. I agree. Have you heard these rumors that Real Housewives of Miami, Miami is coming back? Yes, I have. And there's like substantial, what's the word in SVU? Circumstantial evidence. Circumstantial evidence. Like they're substantial, but it's only circumstantial. Yeah. No, it can either happen or not. Which is really two of the only possibilities. Right, which is where we were a year ago. <laughs> but too. we always say like of all, in the ecosystem of Housewives, it's so strange that Miami left in the way that it did because it really was perfect show they had larsa pippen on there for a minute leah black who was so wealthy and a part of american history american americana like it was it was excellent the hochsteins our favorite yeah so much money yeah we're ready if it decides to come back i mean i don't know how we'll do another housewives on our plate but we'll manage we yeah that's so true i mean my plate has so full i need a bigger plate which I mean, I'm used, like, I'm used to having a really full at plate. At this point, I need one of those plates that's Lazy like... Lazy Susan. No. Um, a charger? A charger. <laughs> yeah. You were, like, literally just make a circle with your finger, but I knew exactly what you were yeah, talking Yeah, no, about. I need a charger. It's not even a real plate, but it's big. No, I know. Um, really quickly, I want to talk about Everlane. 
Is that okay with you? Yes. Um, Which is today's sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Everlane. Building your wardrobe is a continuous journey. That is so true. (laughs) And of finding what makes you feel the most you. This year, discover fresh favorites that do more than fit your style and shape. Every everyday essentials from Everlane fit your resolution to help make a difference in the world. In 2010, Everlane met a resolution to create quality clothing with ethical factories and radical transparency. They do extensive research and vetting to use ethical factories that provide fair wages and reasonable hours to skilled people who craft their clothing. Every piece has timeless designs and they're made with the finest sustainable materials so you can weather short-lived trends and wear them for years to come. Most retailers charge up to six times their cost and hide their markups, but Everlane shares exactly how much their products cost to make from labor to transportation. I actually wore so many Everlane things while we were away because um, I got my package right before we left and I had like slippers and just like amazing products. And yeah, I stole your slippers. They were amazing. And in the year, like in the times now, it's really um, like kind of a, a, a moral choice to like not support you know, fast fashion that just like really is made unethically. And that's why it feels good to shop at Everlane. If you're searching for the perfect pair of jeans, the kind that you wear all week and never wash, Everlane has it. From skinny to relaxed, slim to athletic, you can find the perfect cut that fits your form just right. You can also choose your choose your stretch level. So they have vintage style rigid, they have original with just a hint of stretch, or the body-hugging authentic stretch, which is what I have because I love stretchy jeans. They're all made from certified organic cotton at the world's cleanest denim factory with zero landfill waste. Go to everlane.com toast and sign up for 10% off your first order plus free shipping. You can get easy returns with, within 60 days of your ship date. But you have to go to everlane.com slash toast to get that 10% off your first order plus the free shipping. That's 10% off your first order when you go to everlane.com slash toast and sign up. Love it. Okay, well, speaking of new year, new goals, James Corden is talking about his weight loss goals. He says, quote, I'm fed up with being unhealthy. I feel that like In 100%. an emotional clip, late night host James Corden details his decade plus struggle to reach his ideal weight, emotionally confessing that he's fed up with his repeated attempts to get in shape. He said, quote, I've realized that every year for the past decade, probably even 15 years, on January the 1st, I've told myself and anyone that would listen that I'm going on a diet, I'm going to lose a load of weight. He said in a clip uploaded to the WW Weight Watchers YouTube oh. page. Oh, so this is a sponsorship. Yes. He said, I'm fed up with the way I look. I'm fed up with being unhealthy. This is the year I'm doing it. Because of that, over Christmas, I've eaten everything that's in the fridge because in my head, in January, I'm starting at this yeah. diet and it'll be a success. And as you can see, it hasn't. It's starting to get me down in a way, he added. I've never been able to stick to anything like that. I've spent a long time accepting that this is my body and that's it. But I really am sick and tired of just doing the same thing every year. He says that he reached out to WW this time around in hopes of fulfilling his resolution hmm. so I think yeah this is clearly like a, a partnership but it is really interesting because I feel like one of the one of the things like I've been following like since I was a kid whenever Weight Watchers had commercials was like the celebrities who became um spokespeople spokespeople and in order to be a successful spokesperson you have to commit to losing the weight so it's like you know that once they sign that contract like they will be right and now like it is it obviously a lot of pressure to tell everyone you intend to lose this weight, but it also holds you more accountable. accountable that you know all of these people and this company is behind yeah. you and you know, you're doing it so publicly. I feel like there hasn't been like a big celebrity public face of Weight Watchers in such a long time. Like I literally remember the last one was like Kirstie Alley. Yeah. Oprah. Oprah. Oh, well, yeah, but now she owns the company, so that doesn't count. Yeah, so I think this is really exciting for him. Me too. And, and I totally relate to, like, just being sick of, like, your body. Like, I feel that 100%. No, and being sick of, like, and I feel like I do the same thing. It's like, you know, 
oh, I know I'm going to start a diet, so I'm going to eat what I mm-hmm. want now because I'm not going to be able to. And then it's, it's even more disheartening when you don't follow through on that. Yeah. And, and I can only imagine like being in the public sphere, like, and I actually talk about this a lot in my book, like being a famous fat person, like it's so taxing. Like you have no idea. And James Corden is on like, is so famous. He's on TV every night. And I can only imagine like what he has to deal with from yeah. the public. Yeah. So I think that this is, an exciting partnership, an yeah. exciting. I'm excited to watch venture, and I, I I always appreciate when someone is so open about their journey to getting healthy. And also, it's been a while since we like someone some a lot of people like lose weight and then they talk about it in hindsight. Mm-hmm. They're like, "This is what I did," and it's easy. It's you know you see the results, and so right. But to go. At, from the outset and be so public about it, like everyone's going to be watching him now. It's very brave, and it's very very brave, and yeah. I. Wish him the best. Me too. Good luck, James. Good luck, James. Okay, next story. Some really funny news. Andy Cohen drunkenly rips Mayor Bill de Blasio on CNN's Times Square holiday coverage. This, this was video so has gone like funny. totally viral. By the way, so is it was it after twelve o'clock or did this news still happen in twenty twenty? This is twenty twenty one news. Okay. It was after midnight. It was after midnight and um Anderson was taking a shot of tequila. I guess he famously does not like tequila. And he started to like um, wince wince a bit. And Andy said, that's how I felt when I saw Mayor de Blasio dancing just now. I just don't need to see that in the beginning of 2021. <laughs> then he started to yell, uh, get it together. Do, some, or in this, do something with this city. <laughs> it was so funny. And I feel like every person from New York watching that was like, oh my God. Finally. And you know, it actually carries a lot of weight having said that on CNN. Yes. It's not like, you know, on Bravo, you could say whatever you want. Like, or like on, or the, on, on, on the internet. Toast. Yeah. But like to say it on CNN, you could see like Anderson Cooper was like, oh no. And then Andy, Andy was so drunk and he's like, all right, that's what I'm saying. I'll be tiptoeing back to Bravo now. <laughs> it was just like a perfect moment for like New Yorkers who have been so frustrated so fed up. with like the lack of leadership and the lack of organization. And like, and there's just so much to be, uh, Ang- like confused and angry about and I just like really appreciated this moment of like drunk honesty from Andy Cohen and it was hysterical hysterical and of course like Mayor de Blasio he responded and he did yeah it stinks what do he say he's so lame it's Claudia this response is worse Ugh. not the first time I've heard a drunk person complain <gasps> about someone's dance moves like Oh, oh, so you missed the point. Oh, that's so... We're not complaining about your dance moves. We're complaining about you. Sir. Oh, my God. It's that is you. such... Oh, my God. Honestly, like, if only, like, politicians oh, had, a like... A representative of his. Right. Had cool, young, like, forward-thinking representatives. Because you know what? Mayor de Blasio should go and watch Travis Live. Like, if, really, if he's looking to rehabilitate his image, which I can't imagine that he's not, he needs to get out ahead of it. And, like, Andy's the perfect person to have in your corner. Yeah. Or like Andy, like, why don't you come to Gracie Mansion? Tell me what uh, what I need to improve on. Like these politicians, they're so, so much pride. Yeah. No, that's such a good point. But like he couldn't go out and watch what happened inside. But also Mayor De- Bill de Blasio, I think has already um, been two terms. So like he can't even win again. Maybe he doesn't even care. Like he's just like, I'm done with this job. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going home. That's what it feels like. Yeah, no, 100%. Even though he still has like a full calendar year until he's out. I don't think he can run again. So maybe he's just like done. Yeah, but you don't think he has other like hopes and dreams well he did run for president <laughs> i know everyone forgets about that because like there was like so many people running for president but like i just think it's important that we don't forget like 
Mayor Bill de Blasio literally thought he was doing such a good job <laughs> that like the whole country needed his plan. When people in New York are like starving and dying, like poverty, crime, he's like, yeah, this is good. Like I should do this everywhere. <laughs> more. Yeah, more of it. Like more. so fucking stupid. I forgot that he ran for president. Like honestly, he should be embarrassed. Like I, the thing is, like I don't think he's embarrassed. No, 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 no. And that's so what's embarrassing. hundred percent. I mean, he thinks he's like so fabulous that he should like go out into Times Square and dance for us on New Year's Eve. Like, <laughs> Like, no, no, okay? We've dance. had a hard enough year. Dance, Mayor, dance. dance. Like, just dance for us. Like, no. <laughs> Go home. We're tired we of are. you. We are. Oh, that's funny. Are you ready for our fifth and final? And you know what? I usually don't talk about, we don't talk about, like, politics here, but, like, to me, what I love most about Mayor Bill de Blasio <laughs> is that he's completely apolitical. Like, everyone hates him. Yeah. And that is just, like, in a year that's been so divisive. At least we can all agree on that. I find comfort in that. <laughs> yes. I really, really do. I agree. Are you ready for? And I wonder if like <laughs> Bill De Blasio has like a number one fan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what? I was thinking about that. Like, I kind of want to go to his like Instagram comments and like right. see who comments like De Blasio fan one. Like you know? star eyes. Yeah, like, no. I just like I'm curious if there actually are people who like adore him. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because he has to have like certain people around him who tell him like. I mean, this man ran for president. Like, he obviously thinks that the like people who like him. Like, someone told him that's a good idea. Somebody lied <laughs> to him several times. Yeah. Oh, so funny. So funny. And speaking of uh, Bill de Blasio, Ben will be co-hosting yes. tomorrow. And, and you'll be sure to get his thoughts on this. Oh, 100%. But Ben, like, I feel like there are people who disagree with the mayor, like, politically, based on, like, agenda, like, bills. Like, Ben just doesn't like, like, his Like vibe. him because he's a rat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> like, Ben never gives an answer. I'm like, so what's he like about his policies? And Ben's like... I saw a chicken bone on the floor. You know? like, <laughs> like he doesn't give like, like I can actually write out a list of like what I think the mayor has done wrong, like politically. Yes. But I Ben agree. is just like, there's a chicken bone on the Theo floor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but that's why we love him. That's why we love him. There's a chicken bone on the floor. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. <sighs> okay. Now, are you ready for our fifth and final story? Only if it's the fifth and final story that's brought to you by Stamps.com. It is that. One thing we learned in 2020, the internet is even more awesome than we thought. Groceries online, movies online, doctor's visits online, and of course, going to the post office online with Stamps.com. Stamps.com allows businesses to do all their mailing and shipping right from their computer. No need to leave their home or office or home office. Stamps.com has saved small businesses all over the country thousands of hours of and tons of money and now you can do can too oh my god excuse me with stamps.com you get the services of the post office and ups right on your computer plus big discounts on mailing and shipping rates simply use your computer to print official u.s postage 24 7 for any letter any package any class of mail anywhere you want to send once your mail is ready just schedule a pickup or drop it off it's that simple with stamps.com you get five cents off every first class stamp and up to 40 percent off priority mail and up to 62% off UPS shipping rates. Not to mention, it's a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. It's no wonder over 900,000 small businesses have already used Stamps.com. Make 2021 the year you stop wasting your time going to the post office and go to Stamps.com instead. Plus, there's no risk. With our promo code TOAST, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments required. Go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in TOAST. That's stamps.com, promo code TOAST. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. Love it. You promise? (laughs) 
Okay, fifth and final story. Some very sad news. Country star Tyler Rich details finding a dead man's body on a New Year's Eve run. This is so crazy. We were just talking about this because his picture looked so familiar and I couldn't remember because I'm not familiar with his music. But at the CMA Red Carpets, we 100% spoke to him and his beautiful fiance. Yes, and now Tyler Rich is detailing the harrowing moment he discovered a dead man's body while out on a New Year's Eve run. The singer shared a series of posts on Instagram in which he described finding a young man's body in the woods while running at Chicopee Memorial Stadium. State Park in Massachusetts. He said, not the way I planned on closing out 2020. I guess my last day of the year made sense, he wrote of the incident. My heart breaks for this poor young man. This will be an image and moment of my mm-hmm. life I will never forget. He said that he was about two and a half miles into his run when he saw what he thought was a young homeless man sleeping in a heavily wooded area at the state park. He said that he passed him a few times and just assumed he was sleeping. But then after running around him, he felt bad for him. He was sleeping face down and just looked like he was in a bad place. Mm -hmm. So he turned around and went back (gasps) to check on him. Um... Then he realized that he wasn't breathing, and as he got around to the front of him, he saw a lifeless face covered in blood everywhere. It looked (gasps) like maybe he was shot or there was a blunt force. That's so traumatizing. Yeah, so he ran to find someone who had a phone so he could call the police, and then he gave statements to the state troopers. This is like the beginning of an episode of SVU. Like, that's literally how it happens, like a jogger. But, oh, my God, this is so scary, and I feel like, oh, my God, like that's so sad for the person who was shot or whatever, or I don't know. And also for Tyler, like, so traumatizing. So traumatizing. And what a crazy story. A crazy, very terrible story. Yeah. I can't imagine how traumatizing that is to, like, And, like, on the last day of the year, you're like, what does this mean? Yeah, definitely. Really sad. Oh, my God. Very, very sad. So. Well, those were the fast five (laughs) stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning And we feel as though you needed to know them. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to make any generalizations or overhype or overestimate or, you know, be too optimistic about 2021. Please don't. Just take it one day at a time. But One day at a time. Oh, I'm doing a smoothie cleanse. Thanks. Congrats. So that's my new year, new me. I, um, thanks to Lizzo, I have been preparing to do the cleanse that she did. I think I'm going to like do a little vlog, you know, mm. and take people with me. I mean, I had to buy like a smoothie machine and everything. And I'm really excited. When she talked about, Lizzo talked about the fact like this, the cleanse made her feel so much better. Like the whites of her eyes were even right. brighter. Like that just like struck a chord with me. I was like, that's how I want to feel. Yeah, well, I whiten um, the whites of my eyes in Facetune, so I don't need to do a juice cleanse. <laughs> Stop. I mean, I just want to see how it feels. I don't know what my resolution. And, I, and I'll report back and I'll just like let you guys know if, if this is something that we need to be doing. Yeah, I mean, I think I pretty much said I'm, like, never doing a cleanse, like, ever in my life. Um, But do let me know. And best of luck to you. No, and, like, for others. You know, I am an influencer. And so I I, I must influence. You intend to influence. I intend to. Um, My resolutions are pretty much keeping the bad bitch that I am. And don't let your emails pile up. Like, I'm literally dreading how many emails I have. But, like, they just, if you don't take care of them, they just, they'll bury you. They will. That's a good resolution. I shared on the Patreon episode, we did an All Steens on Deck episode with the four sisters. And honestly, it's so funny. We're like such on vacation mode and we're just like laughing yeah. a ton. And Meese Kaler, that's um, Michaela, even made an appearance and she sneezed for us on the podcast. She sneezed on the pod and the pod got sicker. <laughs> and um, you can head over to patreon.com slash morning toast to hear that. But I was sharing one of my resolutions, which is just like something easy that I think will make me feel, you know, nicer in my body which is I'm gonna start try to start shaving my legs once a week oh yeah maybe every Sunday night good luck thank you no good luck seriously thank you um also so unrelated but since you brought up Michaela because Michaela was with us for two weeks we 
more than we cared to, you know, indulge in. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse was playing like in the house at twenty four seven. That Mickey Mouse Clubhouse is a sick beat. M I C K E Y M O U S E. Okay, and so Ben discovered this like hidden talent that he has the most amazing impersonation of Mickey Mouse all night last night. I couldn't go to bed. Every time I tried to fall asleep, I hear Ben. Miska. Mosca, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I'm gonna make him do it on the podcast tomorrow. His fucking impersonation is perfect, like sickeningly sick. Perfect, sickeningly sick. Like I feel as though the content that I really like that we watched the most of on this trip was Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Yeah, and you guys, like this is premium stuff that these kids are watching. Gorgeous, Miska, Mosca, we- hot dog, hot dog, hot <laughs> diggity dog. It's such good stuff. <clears throat> so, um. Yeah, that's like where my head's at right now. No, me too. I'm still st- physically. I'm in New York. Mickey Mentally, Mouse. I'm in the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Clubhouse, come inside. It's fun, fun inside. It's the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Clubhouse. Come inside. It's fun inside. <laughs> and on that, it's like a sick jazz beat. It's like skitty doo doo. It's I'm, at any minute. I'm expecting Mickey to just slide out and be like skitty scurati scat scat scat. Imagine if Mickey breaks off and improvs. No, Mickey's so talented. Like no, and he's also the like, way he like, carries that show on his back. He does. He's such a good leader, and he's so patient with the kids. He's like, which ring fits in the hole? And he's like, obviously <laughs> the little one. Like it's yeah, so no, they're stupid. Like lined up to show you which one. He waits for you to sort out that answer. No, it's like how many cups are in the ingredients and it's like literally three cups like it says it right there Mickey no and it's like how many times is he gonna say the big red gooey fish (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that's where our mind's at but after this week we'll be back in we'll be back to pop culture to bravo losing brain cells every minute and the matchler and the matchler which is tonight again we'll be back tomorrow with another podcast me and ben for tuesday wednesday show and then jack's returns on thursday so thank you so much i hope you enjoyed this episode hope your your year is off to an amazing start just like a positive fresh vibe yes and with that we bid you adieu thank you so much for listening to the morning toast the millennial morning show where we deliver the fast facts stories that you need to know every monday through friday on youtube so if you're watching us on youtube please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up we're also available as a podcast and our podcast can be found so it's spotify itunes stitcher public radio i already cast box all the places wherever you listen to podcasts find us on morning toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful stunning and smart we are we Whoa. hope you have an amazing day goodbye goodbye goodbye, goodbye. goodbye.